He sits at the right hand of the Father. We're talking about Jesus. Hey, everybody, Brian Sussman here, another chance daily devotion, reading from the book of Hebrews. We're in the first chapter, and I'm continuing to rely on a wonderful, wonderful commentary written in 1894 by Andrew Murray, the holiest of all. Let's begin here in chapter 1 with verse 13, 14. But of which of the angels hath he at any time said, Sit thou at my right hand, till I make thy enemies the footstool of thy feet? Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to do service for the sake of them that shall inherit salvation? Now, those two verses from Hebrews are actually taken from Psalm 110. Psalm 110. So again, the readers of this particular letter were understanding this with great, well, just greater detail than we would off the bat because they recognized what the writer was saying coming right from the Old Testament, right from the Jewish Bible. Sit thou on my right hand till I make thy enemies the footstool of thy feet. It's interesting that the great reformationist, the guy that was able to break away from the Catholic Church and do something fresh and new and more in keeping with the Spirit of God, Martin Luther, called Psalm 110 the chief of all psalms. Because it's from this psalm that the expression which has become one of the great articles of our faith, is quoted, sitting on the right hand of God. Sitting on the right hand of God. That's what it says in that psalm. And it made its way into the New Testament because that's so important. The Son on the right hand of God. It's interesting because when Jesus was before Caiaphas, right before his crucifixion, Jesus spoke of himself as the Son of Man. And again, Jewish people knew what that meant. And I'm sure Caiaphas did as well. Jesus was equating himself with Messiah. He said, when the Son of Man, sitting at the right hand of power, when he said that, everyone in the room, they'd heard this before especially the Jewish people. To them, it was blasphemy. And then, remember this, as Jesus was ascending up to heaven, he said, the Lord, well, the writer says, I think it was Mark, who says, the Lord Jesus was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. Very important. At Pentecost, in the book of Acts, chapter 2. Peter proved from this text that David had prophesied of the Messiah. So this, this occurs over and over again. It's very important. Jesus at the right hand of the Father. In Ephesians chapter 1, we read this, the working strength of God's might, which he had wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and made him to sit at his right hand in the heavenlies. This goes on and on. So, two things here. One, the Son of Man admitted 
to the perfect fellowship and equality he had with God. The other point is Jesus is now the possessor of divine, universal authority and power. God is a God who is and who must be infinitely jealous of his honor. His glory he will not give to another. So when Jesus, the crucified Son of Man, takes his place after the ascension at the right hand of the majesty on high, it can only be because he is also the Son of God. Because he is God. Jewish people understood this. And to them, Jesus was either a blasphemer or he was indeed who he said he was, Messiah, God. The power and dominion of God himself are in his hands to carry out the work of redemption until all his enemies have been put under his feet and he shall deliver up the kingdom to his father. I've met too many Christians who just all, grace, grace, grace. I call it sloppy agape. Yes, God is full of grace. And many of these Christians believe, well, at the end of the day, everybody's, everybody's going to make it into heaven. It'll be okay. No. You need to acknowledge Jesus as Lord. And for his enemies, and oh, there are plenty. I look at the politics of this day. I look at the geopolitical politics of this day. Uh, we're, we're seeing something we've never seen before. It's global. It's as if a switch has went on and the radical Muslims have gone off. I look at this catastrophe in the Middle East right now, in Afghanistan to be specific. I look at what's happening in the continent of Africa with Christian brothers and sisters. I look at the, the massive hundreds of millions of Christians in China. And the persecution is ramped up there like it, like it hasn't, like we haven't seen for quite some time. And then I look in the West. Christians are being marginalized for their faith. And likewise, there's a new wave of anti-Semitism brewing. And then on top of that, you've got this so-called pandemic, and you've got the virus, and you've got the masks, and you've got the shot. We've never seen anything like this. Well, guess what? A lot of what's going on is being conducted by the enemies of God. What does the Word say? What does the Word say? Not, not what does Brian Sussman say. It says that his enemies will be put under his feet. I, I wish that many would be saved. I do, I do, I do. But the truth of the matter is, some of these enemies will not. Perhaps many. I don't know. But don't blame me for what the Word says. And then the writer quotes the words, Which of the angels hath he said at any time? And then he gives the answer. They are not ministering spirits sent forth to do service for them who shall be heirs to salvation. Remember, Jesus is the heir of all things. 
the redemption from sin, true fellowship with God, the life and the love of God, angels can't communicate. It is the Son sitting at the right hand of the Father, acting in the power of God to whom we must look for the everlasting redemption for the true inward deliverance from sin for complete salvation. Friends, it's not enough to say yes to Jesus. It's not enough to say Jesus is just all right with me. It's not enough to say, yeah, Jesus is cool. It's not enough to attend church. It's not enough. You need to surrender. We need to surrender ourselves and be filled with the Holy Spirit to have inward deliverance from sin for a complete salvation. I want it all. And I know you do as well. The angels, by contrast, what do they do? They point us to the Son, seated as man on the throne. This is the Son in whom God speaks to us. The word, sit thou on my right hand, is spoken in our hearing. In that word, we have concentrated all of God's speaking. He says, how I have exalted him. Your surety, your head, your brother, to my right hand, in token of my perfect acceptance of his work. Your full, your full participation, my friends, in your inmost being of what the kingdom of heaven is, this is what God desires. He wants us sold out. Again, not tomorrow today today Andrew Murray goes on to say I have said that this occurs five times in the book of Hebrews sit on my right hand sit on my right hand compare these passages and others having reference to Christ's place in heaven and you will observe how the great truth we are to learn is this the knowledge of Jesus is having entered heaven for us and taken us in union with himself into a heavenly life is what will deliver the Christian from all that is low and feeble and lift him to a joy and a strength. Do you want to be a strong believer? When everything seems to be hitting the fan, when you have those lows in life, and maybe some of you are going through a low right now, probably, given the size of this audience, I'm sure there are some. I don't know what it is. It could be a health diagnosis for you or a loved one. It could be a, a financial issue. It could be a lot of things. It probably is. But here's the deal. God wants to equip us so that we're able to get through those storms of life Get through those storms of life. You know, I hadn't planned on going here in this particular podcast, but I really feel like the Holy Spirit is calling me to read to you from Psalm 23. You know, the, the shadow of death is used many times in, uh, in the Bible, Old Testament, many times. 
And that shadow of death can mean a lot of things to a lot of people. But here's what God wants for us. When we recognize his son as deity, as the outshining of his glory, when we recognize his son as sitting at the right hand of the Father, we can go boldly before him, not sheepishly, boldly before him. And so I'd like to read from Psalm 23 right now. Psalm 23 is has been written for the ages. It's something that humans have held on to in th- during some very dark times. Shadow of death, used many times in Scripture, says this, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now, isn't this interesting? When you These are not just words. When you know him as deity, when you know him as the outshining, when you know him as the heir of all things, when you know him as the, the risen king who died for your sins, when you know him as the one who sits at the right hand of the Father, suddenly this takes on a deeper meaning. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Why? Because he lives in your heart and you live in his. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Friends, the shadow of death has no power over you. None. And it goes on to say, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and staff, they comfort me. You will fear no evil. His rod and staff, of course, readers to this originally knew that this was how sheep were herded, with a rod and staff. It's not meant to harm you. It's meant to comfort you and guide you. What is the Holy Spirit? Our comforter. And thou preparest a table for me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Oh Lord, let us make that our prayer. Our prayer, Lord, is is that we would trust you in all things today, not tomorrow, today. And surely goodness, and surely mercy, your goodness, your mercy, will follow me all the days of my life and in the life to come. Because I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Awesome. Thank you, my friends. Always a pleasure to be with you on these Another Chance Daily Devotions. I'm Brian Sussman.